KFNX News Talk Radio 1100, it's Chatterbox, where you'll find the latest news, interviews, and updates about the gaming world. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests, and callers only, and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now, here's your host for Chatterbox. Welcome, everybody, once again to another episode of Chatterbox Video Game Radio, the Elan free version so far. Woo! Yeah. All right. All right. So, we actually have some other people. Um, Elan is apparently buying a car, so we'll find out if he shows up tonight or not. And then steal his car. So, uh, as you know me, I'm Ara, and we've got two, um, one familiar voice and one unfamiliar voice yeah do we rich? play the guessing game no we Is don't what we're doing no we're not playing any right okay games. that's rich as yep, you can hear me. and um Hello. we also got tj tj, TJ mckimmy who's uh you have like some kind of special rank on this show um you? i'm probably the oldest listener the oldest person listener? who's listened the longest there we go yeah, yeah. yes because well, I, I think one time somebody who was around 93 called us, but I have a feeling it wasn't about video games. Yeah. <laughs> Just call it a crazy hunch. Yeah, I was talking to Alon the other day, and apparently I've been listening the longest. I proved to him that I've been listening from the beginning. And so you you said before the show, you really listen to every single episode? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I am honored that you yep. actually bothered to um, take up so much of your life on something so Well, wasteful. it's been like six <laughs> years, so it's been spread out. <laughs> right on. Okay, so let's um, let's do some housekeeping. Uh, if you want to call in, our toll-free number is 866-536-1100. And our website is chatterboxgameshow.com. And you can go there and check out all the episodes and all that stuff. And all right, what are we going to talk about today? We got... All right, let's talk about let's, video games. Let's start. Let's start. Usually, it's video, video games. games. You're right. Sometimes it's something completely different. But let's start with some light stuff to warm up with. How about that? Let's do it. Yep. So uh, you guys heard about this new dashboard coming out on the Xbox? Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. December six. Is that when it's coming out? That's when they say it's coming out. Okay, but okay. So like, what is this? Like the third update? It to the Xbox. Dashboard or yeah. possibly fourth. Maybe even fourth, depending on how you count. Because they had the right? blades, then they had like the new Xbox experience, and now there's this. So this is like the third major Third major. Okay, okay, version. okay. Okay, so, yeah. okay, okay, okay. So you ever like gone to a grocery store and you go to a grocery store like every day because it's your local grocery mm-hmm. store, right? And then you'd like for six years, like all the time you go there, right? And then they change it. And then one day they decide to change <laughs> where not just like a couple things. They did this to me. They moved everything once to another place, <laughs> right? Every single thing. So then you're lost. This is what I feel like when they update the dashboard. It's all new look, same great taste. And there's, there's, I mean, like seriously, do you, you guys, am I, am I out, out on a ledge here? Or do you guys? I, you guys I know what you're me? saying. I, um, I understand what you're saying, but I'm excited for it. It's the yeah. Metro UI, which uh, uh, Microsoft is kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's got a code name. Yeah, Metro. no, it's a, it's a real. A real name because it's on Windows 8 and Windows Phone 7, so it's they're kind of making it universal on all Microsoft okay. platforms. I thought they did that already, but I guess they didn't do it enough. No, yeah. it's, it's the, finally going. The new UI, yeah, it's quite a bit different, and so I obviously I haven't used it, so I don't know how if it's any better mm-hmm. or if it's just different because. 
they wanted to make it different. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, but I can understand the frustration. Like, people hated, you know, the old Blade system, and I was like, it makes oh, yeah. sense for me. Like, I go to my game and hit play. I but, just but, I just wish they would settle on something, and then at least just don't change where I can find stuff. Like, yeah. figure out what the best way is, because there is a best way. Figure that out, yeah. and then don't check with it but, so much. But look back. That Blade UI is awful. That's super old and really... It, it worked for what they had at the time, but obviously now that they've added all of the stuff that they have yes. now with Netflix and Connect mm-hmm. and different applications mm-hmm. and avatars, though they don't really need avatars, yeah. like it wouldn't have worked on that system. But I, I do agree. Hopefully this new UI will at least last for some substantial period of time because we know Windows Phone 7 mm-hmm. is is the very similar system. We know Windows 8 is going to be using a similar user interface. So hopefully we'll keep this interface for at least a few years. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's too it. soon to update, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like I just got used to this new one. They're like, oh, they're going to make it new again. Yeah. Like, We've had it for a couple years now, the current dashboard. A couple years? Yeah. It's It's been longer than you, you and it think. Was, it was called right. the new Xbox experience. So now what are we going to call it? Yeah. The old Xbox experience? Yeah, the, new, the, new, the, new, the new, new. The new, new. The new originals. But then when the next and Xbox comes out. And it's going to have three X's in experience. The, the next Xbox, what's the user interface for that? Are they going to still want to make it look the exact same? No, as the they're going to change it. Just, just like I, they change Windows every two years. I imagine they could keep it the same for the next Xbox, but they could change it. For all I know. Okay, well, let's move on. Um, all right, I was kind of telling you guys a little bit about Ace Combat yeah. before the show. <laughs> we've we've talked about Ace Combat previously, recently on this show. Uh, we've pretty much all, I think, have panned it. The last game, this Assault Horizon. Is that the game where you don't actually play a game? This is well. It does it for you. It's probably yeah the closest to that description of all the Ace Combats. I mean, basically, my my biggest beef with it. Um, because this show is actually about just tell us saying how upset we are about games, <laughs> is that there's a mode in the game where instead, like, you used to do it all manually, fly, chase, shoot. Yeah, you can do the, all those things manually at the same time. There's this mode where, like, it like basically attaches you to the craft that you're chasing, and it yeah, flies it's, for it's you. It's really weird. So and you're not all, playing. So, well, you... I think what they did was they were like, oh, it's too complicated. Let's make it less complicated so you know, you it's more casual. Or yeah, does it shoot for you? No, you can shoot. You're basically moving a reticle, and you're not really steering yeah. the craft anymore. And it's a more it's, – it's, it's less – I guess it's less difficult in a way. But anyway, we, we've been through all that before, right? It's so bad is that's what not, it comes down to. That's not the hook for this show. The hook for this show is that now we finally get validation that they did something bad <laughs> because – I'm never one to give too much credence to sales, but when it aligns with my opinions, then <laughs> that's a different story. <laughs> so, this last one... Can um, I make a guess? Well, it's not. it hasn't done horrendously, but... Five copies. It sold less than Ace Combat 6 in the first five weeks, because we only have about five weeks of data. And, and by the way, for disclosure purposes, I'm going off of what BG Charts is reporting. Did it sell worse than Resistance 3? I don't know. Because that would be a feat. I don't know. So, worse than Ace Combat 6. It sold worse than Ace Combat 5. It sold worse than Ace Combat 4. Wow. Okay. So, the kicker is that ever since Ace Combat 4, 
the game has been selling less and less with every sequel. And it really wow. seemed like they were like, okay, let's take this bull by the horns and, you know, let's turn it into profit land and let's, you know, get it on the profit road back to profitability. But then they just forgot that, like, oh, wait, you have to make a good game too. So. Yeah. They need to go into auto mode where they make games for themselves. Yeah. So I only have by week data. So okay. um, I think that, like, the total, I'm just guessing, is around, like, I don't know, like 100 or 200K. Oh, yeah, that's worse than Resistance. Yeah. yeah. But basically, <laughs> the, the first week, it sold 81K in the U.S. Oh. By the fifth week, it was down to 16. That is painful. Right? And this is like... No, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, those are for Ace Combat 6. My bad. Oh! There was, there was, a, there was a reason why these numbers seemed so uh. high to me. Yeah. No, it was actually 79K for the first week and a dismal 6K those, for the fifth week. Those are like... Gears of War selling in Japan kind of numbers. Oh, wow. It's really bad. Like... It's really bad. That's really bad. Yeah. So, um, hopefully they'll realize that maybe um, trying to, you know, make the game more profitable isn't always the best way to make the game more profitable. What they need to do is make it more first-person and modern warfare... Then they'll sell some copies. Wait, yeah, I think you were, you missed that meeting where they decided that's what, <laughs> that was the new plan. Oh. Okay, so we're we're not going to talk about this EA thing because you guys said we already talked about it. Yeah. Even though I have no recollection. EA sucks. We know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Go on. Yeah. You guys, you guys playing anything lately? Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah. We're that talk game about looks Skyrim? amazing. All right. Have you Let's... have you been playing Skyrim? Yeah. Okay. So this is funny, right? I'm on like level ten. Right, this other guy that I that I used you're to work on with level ten, or yeah. your character is level ten. That one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm on level ten, and <laughs> this guy that I know, um, who I used to work with, who I don't because they they shut down our studio. But that's a different story. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I just checked his like stat online, and he's like level forty seven. Like forty nice. seven. Already? Yeah. What level are you, Rich? I my first character was first level character. Wow. Twenty eight when I finished the game because I just went through and did the main. You story. You finished the story already. I did this. The, the well, story the doesn't take story. that long. The main story. That's yeah. different than all the. Class. What do you mean that? How long is that long? It's I don't know. I my I actually did a bunch of side quests along the way, but I know my brother beat the main storyline in all of maybe twenty hours, but his character was like level eighteen or twenty by the end of it. Um, but now he has a second character that is already like level thirty something, and he's played a bunch more hours. I already have like fifty hours on the game. So are how you, many are you into this too, TJ? How many Pokemon did you collect? Uh, Seventy six. I own the game, but I don't have a gaming rig to actually run it. Yeah. So, so so you haven't played. I'm it. level zero. But you're level zero. I'm yeah. Level zero. Fair enough, sir. So. Yes. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it's funny. Um, I don't understand really why people create different characters like the game is so big it's like well, because you can tech up different ways it's well well you can right but at the same time too there's still like there's so much room for leveling that you could just say okay like now i want to focus on these skills and build those up you, you can do that and and i get there's there's a limit like once you go so far in one direction it's it's really it's not impossible but it's more difficult to transition into a different type of character. And so what people like to do is like, oh, well, I played a Breton mage. And so, like, people create a character around their character and they behave in certain ways. And so it's like, okay, well, I want to start a new character. I'm going to be a Khajiit 
you know the the cat animal yeah. people. Yeah, that's that's the one I am. Um, because so I'm gonna be all I do in the game is steal. Yeah, and so like I want to be a thief, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna interact and I'm going to run around and and assassinate people with the Dark Brotherhood, and I'm going to run around and and assassinate people with the Dark Brotherhood, and it's just I don't know. It's it's because you create different characters and you play the game differently. Yeah, because I, of that. I just I feel like I'm splitting like my efforts, you know? Yeah. It's like you know, I mean there's definitely some value there, right? Because you can definitely like experience mutually exclusive parts of the game with mm-hmm. different characters and, and yeah, I mean like I guess it's easier to level up in a certain direction if you just make a character just for that. But um yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like now I have to manage more things. Like sure. I have to do more housekeeping. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just too many. That's what you get from an open world game. Yeah. All right, well there's the music, so that means we have to take a break. We will be back. Arizona's news talk leader, KFNX, AM 1100. back once again it's chatterbox video game radio and now is the time when i'm going to tell you about our wonderful sponsor uat the university of advancing technology where you can go to get an education about game development and then become a superstar i'm upset i'm visiting arizona and that's the one place i didn't visit you don't need to visit but you just did because you are we're here yeah at the radio station i'm at the radio station and that counts is this your first time on the air live yes we have just accomplished something today. I've done podcasts before, but this those is, don't count. Those, those aren't real. real. Those aren't real. So this is like this is like a podcast, but it's live. This is it's called yes, it's called known as broadcast. Interesting. <laughs> That's an interesting concept. <laughs> I know some of these terms are too too uh, antiquated. Old, antiquated. That's right for you to know about all you young whippersnappers. All right. Yeah. So okay. So. Skyrim? What, yeah, okay, so what was your first impression? Because I've got some thoughts about it, but I want to hear someone else's thoughts first. I mean, keep in mind, I'm I'm a big fan of the Bethesda titles in general. Yeah, yeah, um, me too. I mean, like, okay, Morrowind, Morrowind Oblivion. Oblivion, Fallout, and then Obsidian made New Vegas, but I'm, it's, it's essentially yeah, the same game. they use um, the same it's just, I, I really like that play style, and, and on a lot of those games, I've created multiple characters. Um, you definitely don't need to. There's no need to create multiple characters if you don't want, but you're more than allowed to and it's fun to do so but the game itself is just um it's so expansive and even after playing dozens of hours i was like oh i haven't even been to any three of these entire cities like <laughs> yeah, or to like the bathroom 20 yeah. hours into the game i still hadn't been to the biggest city in the game yeah. like i just hadn't even been there yet and that city has like this whole series of of quests that you can do for the yarl and Okay, but this is this street. is I mean this is nothing new. No, this is I mean Morrowind, it's Oblivion, even more just like, so though. Yeah. Like it's even more expansive than any of their previous games. You I think so. I believe so. Any any negative impressions? I only see you're gushing, and um, we're supposed to be very upset now. There are some issues with the game. One of them, just like with any open world game, is you hear the people 
say the same line over and over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Um, or it's better because they have like 60 voice actors in Skyrim where they had like six in Oblivion. Yeah. So like you'd hear a hundred characters with the same voice. I don't – I never was that sensitive to that part of it, but I'm definitely not feeling it's, in Skyrim that things are voiced repetitively. It's it's not repetitive, but it's one of those things where like if I keep going back to this one city, Whiterun, and I'm going to go and I'm going to make a new sword or upgrade or something – I hear the same character go, I don't claim to be the best blacksmith in White Run, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. And I hear that line yeah. every time I talk to her. Okay, okay. Now that you said this, the only thing that annoys me is that stupid bard with that stupid song that he sings all the huh. time. Yeah. All the time. Because it's, because it's, because he has like, he's got a track, he's yeah. got a set list of two songs. You're a professional bard. And like, he only plays the same <laughs> one over and over. Don't give him money. Yeah. Still he tells him. you to go to the bard town or whatever. I'm but, like, well, if but I love one how, song. How you can go up to him and basically tell him to stop playing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, there are still problems with the game, but overall, it is the best version of a Bethesda-type game you can get, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, so my, my, my experience was kind of interesting, because the first impression was horrendously good, right? I was completely blown away. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The funny thing is, I, I first tried the game, like, okay, so I have this thing about CRT TVs, right? Yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Some, some people don't may not know what that is, but you can look it up. Um, you have a backup. I, ha- I have a lot of backups, right? So here's the funny thing, right? This this game, I think, actually convinced me that maybe CRTs are actually old enough technology that they can be abandoned. Because, they really? Because. Yeah. And there's only why? one reason why. Because. So when I played it on the CRT, right, the one pet peeve that Skyrim does that I hate is that when you're just standing there and you turn the camera around, it's super-duper choppy. It's not smooth at all. Like yeah. the, the the graphics engine is doing so many passes that it can't redraw the entire screen fast enough for it to be smooth. It needs that I've, engine rage use that Rich loves so much. Uh. But here's the thing, right? This TV that I got, which is new but really not that new, I got it like last it's, last year, like like a year or two ago, right? There's Sony that has like the 120 yeah. hertz, whatever, 240, right? my 240. friend. 240. I'm, I'm I I apologize. It has 240Hz. Or hurt. <laughs> Got hurt by so it. So it, it refreshes faster than. So here's what yeah. it does. It's incredible because it's it works so nicely with Skyrim because when if you turn down the sensitivity of the camera look so that you don't turn too fast, it is always it makes sure that your your turning parameters are always not too fast but still fast enough so you can play the game and. It's enough so that the, this crazy algorithm, right, that, like, looks at things that are moving and fills in frames can catch up with it, right? Because if things move too fast, then it doesn't know what to do, right? Yeah. It can't function. But if it's within that threshold, then it works beautifully, and it just makes it seem like the whole thing is just, like, super-duper smooth, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, now, even though it's still a little blurry when it scrolls, this is way better than without this processing. Definitely. So, uh, yeah. so, so, and I hate to admit it, but I think I've converted over. So you're going to throw those TVs away and buy CRT, uh, no, LCDs? No. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to keep the TV. <laughs> I'm just going to keep them. And I'm going to continue just to in use case. it. Just in case. Yeah. But. Well, you never know. I mean, yeah. I, I'm a fan of, of like the 
240 hertz technology stuff like that in instances of games but i still think it looks horrendous when you watch movie or television on them yeah sure um because sure. it's just it looks fake it's so much better for games like, yeah especially games a that... game is digital information that's been drawn yes. or textured and so it's it's creating an intermediate frame based on two computer animated frames where instead if you're looking at a human moving around it's creating a frame based on actual images and so I think, at least for me anyways, I detect the fakeness in it more in an actual image of a person than yeah. in a game. Yeah, I, I think that it's just the way that games work. It's just yeah. – it just brings out – Yeah. It's just better for it. Just better. Just better. It's just better. Yeah. So so what was I going to say? Shoot. So, yeah, the funny thing is, right, my – so my first impression, I was like totally blown away, right? And then after I got like three or four hours into it, right – there were still, you know, th- there's a few things that I don't like. I mean, it's the kind of like the laborious things that you have to do in the game that, that I don't really like. And I'm, f- I'm really ambivalent right now because when I'm not playing it, I'm really, really like, oh, yeah, I want to go, go and do these other quests and I want to play it. I want to mm-hmm. find out what's here and I'll find, find out what's there and I want to get these perks and I want to get these special things, right? But when I'm playing it, it's, I can't play it for too long at a time. Honestly, because I feel like I get I get bored and I start getting sick of it and I start feeling like this is stupid. And part of it, I think, is a side effect of my main play style, which is steal everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is your problem right there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have a problem with those games because I have OCD and I want to collect every single item in the game. Yeah, there's yeah, an yeah. encumbrance and then you can't move after right, you yeah. pick up like so, five items. So this is interesting because it's like the most compelling and interesting and engaging action of the game is not the one that like we're always compelled to do the most. Yeah. Right? It's almost it's almost like um well, okay, this is this is kind of a funny analogy, right? It's like people all the people complaining that you can't kill children in the game. Yeah. Okay. So people are angry, right? It's these young whippersnappers who, uh, like, have sense of entitlement. Like, no, I want to make the decision about not to kill the child, not you, yeah. right? I should point out the children characters in the game are the most annoying NPCs <laughs> in possibly any game ever. So you do want to kill them. I, they run up to you and just, like, essentially just make fun of you to your face. Yeah. To where, like, I do want to stab them with a sword. It's like, really, yeah, it seems like pretty much the most useless feature that they added. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised that they wasted any time on it at all. It's, it's weird. I, 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 God, I want to know, like, who in what meeting brought up this problem <laughs> that there were not children in the world, you know? Like, yeah. this is as much of a problem as there are, like, no toilets in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a problem. And exactly. they probably could have spent the rest of the game being made better if they hadn't focused on adding some children. Yeah. But I digress. One thing that I really do like, though, is that I, I'm really glad that the leveling system is a lot simpler. Oh, yeah. And they don't have this weird esoteric thing about, like, oh, you you know, you better choose your major and mine your skills properly and completely, like, chart out your plan of how you're going to proceed leveling up because otherwise you may be completely effed over. Yeah, the leveling system is so much better. And I know some people complain about it because they're, they're stuck in the mindset of like being super hardcore. Like, oh, there's only 18 skills instead of 92. Like, you don't need 18 different sword skills. You just need, okay, I can use a sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, that's yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah, Make I, it simpler. I and think you can just progress naturally as you go along. Yep. 
Yep. All right. Well, we'll talk about Skyrim a little more, and then we'll move on to some other things when we return. And we're talking about Skyrim. What else do we want to say about Skyrim? Here, I'm going to take a poll. Watch this. Which one did you buy? Which version? Which platform of the game, Rich? Steam. 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 You Steam as well? Yep. Okay. I bought the 360 version. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, like... (laughs) <laughs> like why? I hit a pothole on Why would you do yeah. that? At least you didn't buy the PS3 version. Ugh. Well, okay. Here's That's... how I decided, right? I just... I was like, okay. Obviously, there's like one platform that's better than others usually, right? So, anyway. Steam. Steam. Alon is on the phone. Wow. Can we take his call? It, you know what? Let's get to Alon in a minute. <laughs> so, I actually got the 360 version because Todd Howard said... I play the 360 version. Yeah. And my computer, I don't know. You, you think it's super-duper powerful, Rich, though? Because you built it. Um, I don't remember what processor we put in it. Yeah, it was, I don't know, something to do with potatoes. Yeah. Well, look, it, at- it was good for the time, and you the Crossfire never really worked well. No, that didn't. It just, I don't know. Like, that series of video cards just didn't do what it was supposed to do. Yeah. Anyway, um, I mean, obviously, you're a lot more flexible if yeah. you get the PC version, right? Yep. Um. I did not want to have actually that much flexibility. I wanted to I wanted to restrict myself from you know modding the game. I just wanted to play it vanilla style. I, I didn't can want understand to that. put in console commands. I didn't want to be tempted to put in console commands. Yeah. All right, let's see uh, is Alon still with us? Oh yeah, I'm here. What's happening Alon? Did you uh, how how you doing over there in uh, wherever you are? I'm fine. I'm fine. I uh, you know it's the last show of the month, and I really wanted to be there, and uh, I screwed it up, but I am totally on my way, and I will get there as soon as it's over, which will be fantastic. <laughs> um, but what have you guys been talking about? Obviously, a little bit of Skyrim. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it's a lot of little bit of Skyrim. You know what I want to know is what, what TJ thinks of the studio and the show and how he gets to be guest, uh, guest host today. It's a good thing you asked because, you know what, TJ has the floor until the next break, as far as I'm So concerned. I have the floor so. for the rest of it? Okay. So now I can talk about why I'm actually here. I heard you have an opinion about Pixar. I love Pixar. <laughs> I want to. I want to work there. Um, I am an animator, um, and I'm on a cross-country adventure trying to find a job. Uh, I started in Illinois, and I packed up my Jeep, and I'm driving to Los Angeles to get an animation job. I actually study traditional animation, not 3D, but I would love to get into that. But yeah, of course, a, my as an animator, my dream job would be Pixar. But um, you realize they do 3D animation. They do, but they utilize a lot of 2D animators and storyboard artists and character d- development stuff. But um, there's a lot of great Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon shows that are still 2D that I would love to work on. Okay, so what's like your greatest like 
what is the animated piece of work that you think the most highly of that you've ever seen? Probably Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. By Pixar. That's that's my favorite Pixar film. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Now, when you say favorite, is it favorite because you like the film in general, or are you talking just about the animation quality? Both. I think that they achieved a lot with animation and water specifically with that film, but also the story was very deep and interesting. Better than Cars? Yes, it was better than Cars. <laughs> <laughs> or Cars 2? Now, now, let's compare, though. The movies were good, but which was better? Finding Nemo the game or Cars the game? Yeah, let's talk about Cars the game, Ara. Let's not talk about that game. I heard uh, I heard that second Cars game was was better than the first one. All right, so moving along. <laughs> hey, but yeah, so if I, I'm looking for a job, so if anybody wants to hire me as an animator or do anything, um, you can just find me online. I'm kind of famous on the internet. Uh, you can just look me up, uh, TJ McKimmy. Uh, I have a website. That's all M's as in Mike. So like Timmy, Jimmy, McKimmy, uh, and you can watch my animation reel or look at my design portfolio and hire me. Okay, so Does this you have is... a website to give out or something? A domain name? Nothing? Yeah, tj Oh, yeah, that's easy to spell. TJ. TJ M C K I M M E Y dot com. All right, and so my advertisement is anybody else out there who just wants to come on our show and, and pitch themselves for a job, apparently that's what we do these days. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, I've been listening the longest, so I think I deserve to get a job from this. Unbeknownst to TJ, this is actually a fantastic opportunity for you, and I'm not going to let it go to waste. I've interviewed a lot of people at my previous jobs, and now suddenly this is going to become an on-air live broadcast interview. Yeah. Are you nervous? Okay, let's do this. Okay, sweet. See, he's not even nervous. He's not even flinching. He's like a rock. That's why you should hire him. Okay, so what do you think, as an animator, is your greatest strength and your greatest weakness? And you can answer that however you want in any order. Story with both. As right. as an animator, you you don't just animate; you also create stories and create characters. And it's it's sometimes hard to actually develop them, the characters and the stories. Um, so I would actually go with that. Both my strength and my weaknesses, kind of developing characters, which take a really long time to do and make it interesting and appealing to a lot of audience. All right. How about the other one? I was saying both is both. strength and a weakness. Very political, because w- because I see. when you when you get it right you get it right, but when you get it wrong it's wrong. I I think you should run for president. Yeah. Do it. So, TJ, are you actually are you interested in working in video games at all? Like, is that is well, that your goal? Because there's not uh, a lot of two D appar- animation going on in games. Apparently, two D animation is a big thing in games right now, like Rayman Origins or the Pink Pixel Junk games. I'm a trying lot of, to stop him. There's a lot of there's a lot of 2D video games out right now, um, especially indie games. Um, so that'd be interesting, but um, I would love to work on a 2D animated TV series, or maybe Disney will make another 2D animated film. Oh, that's not going to happen. They made that Princess Princess and the Frog, Frog thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Good luck with that. No, Alon told them. He said, "Thanks they, for raining on my parade, Alon." They told Alon that they're not making any feature films anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they're no longer making movies. Yeah. So um, I'm kind of curious. So you you said that Finding Nemo is probably the best 
animated movies. Yes, but by what Pixar. What about animation in games? I mean, certainly there have there have been a lot of games that have done 2D work, right? It's just a, the obvious transition, you know, over the last many years over to 3D. But um, like, what what 2D animated games? I really say 2D games because all games will have animation. Um, do you think are, are really strong? I would think of Shank lately. Like that made a big deal. <laughs> animation. Right? Um. I personally enjoyed Braid, not only for the game itself, but Braid. the painterly look that they developed for Braid was phenomenal, and it fit very well with the story and everything. Um, I enjoyed that. You're just trying to make me like you by saying that? Because, you know, Braid, I think, is one of the best games around. I, all, I also agree with you that it's one of the best video games ever. What do you think of Limbo? Limbo, the art style is very amazing. I have not played anything more than the demo. Okay. But so, the art style itself is very, you very tell interesting. Rich, make Rich happy. Tell him how much you love Limbo. No. Limbo's bad. Uh, the, Limbo is the devil. The demo was only like 10 minutes long, so maybe that's as much as I should have consumed by Rich's look on his face. Yeah. That's about as much Limbo as anybody needs. It's 10 minutes, if that. All right, so if anyone's looking to hire you, they should uh, look for you on the corner of uh, Western and Wilshire. Yep, exactly. In about a week. Exactly, exactly. TJMcKimmy.com. Just search me. He's going to be in L.A. Watch out, L.A. He's coming for you. All right. So what else do we have on the docket to talk about games and not to talk about TJ? Well, I, I did promise that we would spend an entire segment just about TJ's topic. So maybe TJ can decide... What's going to be our next video game related topic? I thought we were going to harass Activision and Call of Duty. Right. Yeah, let's talk about right, that. I'm, th- I find that. that interesting as well. Okay, so we got. Um, you guys are all aware of you know like meta scores, like Metacritic, game and reviews. user reviews and things like that, right? Wait, those exist. Reviews exist. Those reviews exist. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought they were unimportant in this day and age. Most people think so. And you would also think that most people would agree. So, Did you just say most people think that reviews are unimportant? He was referring to like those like user reviews for like games. Yeah. Right. There's yeah. Here's the split. There's there's the Metacritic critic review scores, and then there's like the Metacritic user scores where a million people go on and give a game a zero out of ten. Yep. So a game like Modern Warfare Three gets a three point two, and for some reason Activision is like super concerned about this. Uh, okay, that, so is that just because people decided to, to sort of screw Activision by yeah, getting it bad yeah. reviews? This has okay. happened like with every major release of every these days, video seems. game, even minor releases. Yeah, user reviews are unimportant. Okay, so here's what I'm getting at. Right, there, there's been two incidents lately that kind of call into question what's like what is actually like okay and not okay with the practice of of basically like engaging in these things, right? So, so paying money for a review would be well, okay. Wait. Right, totally okay. <laughs> um, okay, so here's the first one, right? So little funny thing happened with uh, Call of Duty on Metacritic, where um, you know the developer Sledgehammer Games, some representative of the developer, basically um, posted a message where he says, "Hey." I don't usually do this, but if you like Modern Warfare 3, go to Metacritic.com and help our user score. And we'll find out the other half of that quote when we return.
Hello, this is Video Game Chatterbox Video Game Radio. This is the TJ Takeover Show. Alon is not here. Very, very beautiful recovery there. All right, that's TJ. We got Rich here. I'm Ara, of course. Is Alon still with us? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought you were driving. Are you driving on your way here? I may be driving. Maybe driving. Right. That new but Rolls- I'm doing, Rolls- I'm doing the courtesy of not using the Bluetooth in my car so that uh, you oh. can actually hear me better. You're so kind. Yeah, and by the way, TJ. Yes. Horrible, horrible opener. I know. But it's a great lead-in to the University of Advancing Technology sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> so, so everybody, go to uat.edu and uh, and check that out, you know, because he, he obviously could use the help of a university and some assistance in his <laughs> I went to two universities. I, I thought he stumbled at first, but I thought that the recovery was decent. Yeah, thanks for pointing it out. Mm-hmm. At least no I showed up to the radio show. I think that's a greater stumble, not showing up to your own radio really? show. Oh. Ooh. Ooh, tough one. Snap. Very rough. Burn. <laughs> okay. So, so we were talking about Activision. All right. Okay. And- okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. So I was giving you guys a quote before we uh, had to break. Um, so let's see this one more time. Right. This guy, um, Glenn Schofield, he's like the lead of... Like, he's like the head guy this, of right? the studio. So he goes in a forum or something like that. I don't usually do this, but if you like Modern Warfare 3, go to metacritic.com and help our user score. It was a tweet. It was actually a tweet. A tweet blast. And and he follows with this, it's suspiciously low. Be honest, but help if you agree. Now, in response to this action, as you may be able to predict, or maybe you're completely shocked, lots of people are angry, accusing him to of basically, you know... Unfairly has boosting, manipulating, manipulating. Do you, you guys think this is has, manipulation? Has, has the review score no. lowered since then? Hopefully. I don't know. I think it'd be hilarious if it did. Let's. You know what? You guys keep talking, and we'll so, find out. Here's. It's. It's funny because it's a review score from the users. Like, yeah, it's not the actual critic review. It's user reviews. Yeah, and right. I know this has happened. Uh, I can't think of anything specifically off the top of my head that I know it happened on, but I know it's happened on previous games. Uh, Dragon Age 2, I'm pretty sure people went in and just gave the game a whole bunch of zeros because they're really mad because they changed the game a whole bunch from the original Dragon Age. And it's just like, it doesn't really matter. Like, who on earth is going to Metacritic and going, oh, the critics gave this game an 89. That sounds good. Oh, but users gave it a 3.2. That means I'm not going to buy Modern Warfare 3. Who is determining to purchase Modern Warfare 3 Based on user reviews on Metacritic. Yeah, I, nobody. I don't know. Nobody. Much, I would. I would actually, for once, I would agree with that. And and by the way, um, so it's it's a three point seven user Ooh. score for the. Uh, <laughs> I was I was a few points off. <laughs> on the PC, no wait, hold on. Uh, on three sixty, it's three point two. Oh. And on. Uh, the PC, wait, it's also two point for some reason. Okay, <laughs> nice. so that, do, we, do we know what it was before he made the tweet? So before he made the tweet, yeah, it was like 3.2. So no change. It is suspiciously low, right? Like it should be a 9 or something based on people's well, approval of the game. Let's let's so say that it should be around what it currently – like the meta score is, right, which is about 81. But isn't it human nature to complain about something instead of praise something? So users who don't like don't, the game – I don't know, dude. Review scores tend to be really high, like unless people are, are messing with it. People, like kids basically are like, I like this game, so I'm going to give it 100. Or, or I don't like the game, so I'm going to give it something super low. Um, people have a tendency to the extreme. 
And so they're going to just rate it really highly if they like it. And you see that all the time when you look at, well, lots of, of reviews in like Amazon and whatever, where they have a, a yeah. five star. Five star is like, you can't get better, right? But people give fives all the time just because they like the thing. Um, so I would expect a tendency towards 100 for Modern Warfare 3 because the, so like the reviewers don't have this expectation. They don't have the, the buyer, like, you, you know, your emotion, <clears throat> excuse me, your emotion changes if you have spent money on the game. You want it to be good because you've invested in it. Whereas the reviewers get it for free, they would have a tendency to devalue it, actually, and give it a lower score because they didn't have to put anything into it to get it. Um, also, people who buy the game have all this hype, right? The general public are all excited about the game. They want it to be great, and so they think it's great. Whereas reviewers put, I would like to think, a little bit more sincerity in their reviews. Um, so I would expect user reviews to be higher higher than uh, general reviewers. So yeah. it, it seems obvious that somebody manipulated it. But it depends on I think the game, our, though. I think it depends Our question, on... though, was do we think the guy tweeting about it is manipulation? Yes, and I would, that's I would my question to that, you guys. I would say that I'm not, I'm not ready to say that that's what his goal was, but it is that. Because when you ask someone to do that, you're asking them, hey, give us a, please give us a 10. Okay, let me, um, let me turn it a little bit. Do you guys think this is cool, kosher, fair, or not? To, to to ask act, to ask in this way to do to act in this it is way. not acceptable to not ask ex- people. Rich is not no. acceptable. Even though he the was, number is meaningless, it is not acceptable to ask people. Even if he to said boost that number, yeah, if he said be honest. It's manipulation. If you agree, I, I mean, if you just said, "Hey, review our game honestly," that's still just weird to do, right? Like it's weird to say, "Hey, guys, uh, you should go to Metacritic and submit a user review and be honest about it." Like. There's still the goal of him wanting those review scores to go up. So him asking for people to review it in hopes that the user review score would go up is manipulation, which means that number is even more meaningless. Yeah. You know what? I, I can I can buy that, actually. That, yeah, that sounds I, very reasoned. I, I don't know that the guy meant to do it, and I'm willing to call him innocent, but in, in the overall scope, it, it is inappropriate for him to – to make that request. Okay, so um, I'm not, because he's associated with the company, someone else who's not associated with it could make the request, and I would see no problem with it. Okay, so I'm going to twist this for you guys a little bit. All right? So now, something else happened that gets a little more interesting, right? Totally unrelated incident, right? A couple days ago, there was an editorial on GameSpot entitled Jurassic Park User Reviews Abused. Okay. GameSpot still exists. GameSpot does GameSpot still exist. GameSpot is huge still. Okay, so here's what happened in short, right? Basically, two people who work for this company called Telltale Games uh, gave a user review of the game they worked on a 10. Yeah. And they posted in a way that was basically not really – I mean, I don't know what the interface is like, right, when you're looking at user scores – but it's not like you can, like, usually they're just a number, right? Yeah. Like, this person rated it this, right? It's not like a whole review, right? So anyway, this guy on GameSpot is basically saying that, oh, this is rampant abuse that two people who worked on the game decided for themselves that uh, I would consider this game a 10. And basically, this guy is implying that, I mean, he's more than implying. He's basically saying that there's like there's some kind of expectation that a user score is just as objective as any kind of otherwise reviewed score 
And he's pissed off because he's basically saying there's a conflict of interest. They can't rate the game because they worked on it. Yeah. Whereas I actually have a completely different opinion. I think that it's a user score. You're, it's, it's like this is something that thousands of people are rating. There's no guarantee or it shouldn't be any expectation that anything about a user score is objective. You get one score to vote. You can decide how you want to score it just like anybody else does. And there's like there is like what is this objectivity? Like you think other people's user scores who didn't work on the game, do you think those are, are objective? Valid. I don't think they are. And so therefore I think that if you worked on the game, you're you should be completely allowed to I think, give it a ten if that's what you want to give it. I think in, yeah. in a situation where it might be if a couple people that worked on this game went on to something like GameSpot or Metacritic and reviewed a game positively, like is it weird to do that? Like, if, if I knew somebody that worked on a game and went and, like, gave his game high reviews, that's, right. that seems kind of strange or, or silly to do. Uh, but I wouldn't, like, oh, this is a terrible abuse of the system because, again, the user scores are mostly meaningless. But if, like, Telltale Games had all of their employees go on GameSpot okay, and so, okay, so, people, so here's the crux, right? then that would be a major abuse. Okay, so Telltale's policy is... We don't tell people what to do. Mm-hmm. They can do anything they want. But if they post something on the internet, right, they have to say, okay, oh, I'm, I'm an employee of this. They I'm would have to let you this. know. Yeah. Can I, can I jump in for a second Go here? for it. I, uh, I was going to say just that, that it's actually illegal if they don't. Um, if, you're, if you're giving an opinion on something and you're associated with the company that's involved, like mm-hmm. if your company stands to gain because of it, which they do, in this case, whether it's a user review or official review, doesn't matter. Um, they're required by law to to say that they're associated with the company. Is it is it really um, a law, or is it just uh, you're just subjecting yourself to like? No, no, it's it's actually a law. It's relatively recent. It was sometime in the last year or so, and I know that because my company deals with this, and I have to when I make statements publicly about things, I need to disclose who I work for when I make statements on behalf of the company or that interests the company. Uh-huh. Um, and so, like, listen, I'm no lawyer, and I couldn't tell you what the law is, and I. Can't tell you with 100% certainty, but I'm I'm very certain that it is a law and that they have to disclose the part of the company. Although this particular circumstance, maybe there's something about it where it doesn't make it illegal. I don't know, but All that's right. important, and that's where I I think the line is. All right, so we got like 10 seconds or something. TJ, Qu- last word. Quickly, Ara, what's your review for Cars, the video game? Um, it's it's um. 10 out of 10. Well, it's a 10 out of 10, of course. <laughs> okay, so that's the show for this week. Thank you, TJ, for coming out Thanks. of nowhere. Thank Thanks you, for Rich. Thank you, Alon. Um, Don't forget to go to UAT.edu, everybody. Do and that at tjmckimmy.com. No show next week? Two weeks, we'll do another one. I'm totally here! <laughs> Good night, guys. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.